Are you an athlete who has big aspirations but struggling to keep an intense and persistent workout routine? Well, look no further. TurfWorkout.com brings the intensity that is designed for increasing footwork, explosivity, transitional running, strength, speed, and core all to you virtually. Designed by Dale Greenwald, CSCS strength and conditioning specialist who has trained athletes at the pro, college, and high school levels, TurfWorkout.com brings you weekly workout plans sent each week to guide athletes at all levels with each video being demonstrated by a Division One athlete. For the low price of $20, you can start your first workout with Turf and for an additional $10, receive weekly workouts designed by Coach Greenwald himself. So, if you're an athlete in need of a consistent and intense workout to improve your game during these difficult times, you must check out TurfWorkout.com. Alright, what's going on everybody? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football. Like always, I'm your co-host Ryan with you guys today to sit down on this uh, this great, great afternoon and talk some football. And uh, unfortunately, Nate was not able to join us today, but we got Dorian with us today. What's going on, Dorian? What's going on, Ryan? What's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I kind of got scared uh, we weren't going to be able to record because it started really uh really pouring down here and uh some really loud thunder. You know, my house started to like started to shake a bit. So it w- it was really kind of scary. I won't lie, but it uh it died down after about like thirty minutes, and uh you know now we're chilling. Uh, won't lose power. I have a notorious history of uh, losing power in my neighborhood, but uh you know doesn't look doesn't seem to to be the issue uh today, which is great. That's awesome, man. Same, same here. You know, it was raining a little bit, but looks like it's starting to clear up a little bit, which is definitely a good sign. Yeah, man. It was. It, it's just good. Good signs all around, pretty much, like you said. But uh, enough about the weather, because today we have a very special guest on the show: Indianapolis Colts long snapper Luke Rhodes here with us today. What's going on, man? Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Uh, thankfully, no rain here. It's all sunshine and blue skies so we're doing well here hey that's great to hear you know i wish i could say the same about our area uh usually it's well past couple of days it's been nice outside but uh today not the case i uh, won't be able to go on my daily walk which uh kind of stinks but you know it, it is what it is uh how how's, how's your day been man today's been great i mean got outside and one of my hobbies is shooting guns so i went with a couple of buddies and went to the range and hung out there for a little bit and then finished up our off-season program uh, that we've been running through Zoom, uh, our virtual off season, and gonna get some snapping in later, and then go hopefully get a bite to eat with my wife. Hey, I mean that sounds like a great day. You know, uh, spend some time with your friends, and then spend some time with the fam. Just sounds like a perfect day to me. But uh, enough about uh, our personal lives, because I want to go into the questions and uh, ask some stuff about your football experiences and career. So, uh, one question that we like to start out with as sort of a, a broad question is: uh, How did you know that you wanted to uh, play football? Whew. <laughs> um, so I grew up in a, I mean, a football family. My dad was the coach for the high school, one of the assistant coaches, um, since I basically, since we moved to our hometown of Holidaysburg, um, basically when I was one years old. Um, so I grew up on the sideline being a water boy then running the sticks. Then, um, he was eventually my coach playing through high school. And I just knew, I mean, football has always been my passion and I knew it's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and just put everything I had towards that. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you a lot of people I feel like they don't they don't know that they want to at least play football until uh, later on, and that's definitely definitely the case with you. You know, uh, you didn't you didn't start playing till uh, later on. Uh, what do you? How would you describe? Did you uh, play at all in uh, high school? I know you played at uh, William and Mary throughout uh, throughout college. Football? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean I was playing football since fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Padded football. Um, so that's really been. I played multiple sports through high school, and then William Mary was where football became the focus. Mm-hmm. And I know you, uh, you played linebacker, uh, most of your career and you didn't, you didn't really, uh, shift over to, uh, long snapper, at least later on. Uh, how would you, uh, describe your experience in, uh, playing linebacker? My experience with linebacker, um, you know, that was really my life through high school and college. You know, I was the Mike linebacker. So I, I had a role of a leadership role on the defense and, kind of ran the operation and really embraced that and loved that and loved the, the physicality aspect of that part of the game. Um, and then through the transition, I've kind of, you know, embraced the role that I have now at long snapper and kind of shifted away from linebacker. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting to, getting to work with guys like Adam Vinatieri, one of the all time greats for in the uh, NFL for kicking and being able to uh, be the long snapper and get that job done for the Colts is I'm, I'm sure an absolute honor for, uh, for yourself and an amazing accomplishment uh, for sure. So uh, Dorian, I'm going to pass it over to you now. Yep. How you doing today, Luke? What's up, Dorian? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. So the question I have for you is how did you get around to playing long snapper? That's a good question. I get asked that a lot because of the success I had a linebacker. People are asking why I switched and when I switched and how that went. So up and through my rookie year of um, of the NFL, I was playing linebacker. And um, my special teams coach, Tom McMahon at the time, uh, really I was working with him kind of after practice and a little bit here and there long snapping. I was kind of showing that I could do it. And, you know, if, if he wanted me to do it, I would really practice it. And he kind of told me to do that, that off season after my rookie year and to kind of shift my focus. You know, I'm still doing both my second year training camp, uh, playing linebacker and then kind of transi- transitioning into long snapping. Um, and was competing for the job in training camp and then eventually uh, won the job and coach named me the, the long snapper. And so it's a credit to him for putting his trust in me and our head coach at the time, uh, Chuck Pagano. And, and then, you know, my family and my agent and people that I talked to, and we decided that was going to be a good plan for the rest of my career. That's definitely one of the more interesting stories that we've heard for um, how you got to around to playing your position. Cause you know, a lot of times it's, you know, I, I knew I wanted to play this or in high school or in college you played it. But like you said, you you played Mike Linebacker, which is a totally different position. Yeah, if you told me I would be in my fifth year in the NFL as the long snapper, I would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> so what, what was that co- uh, competition like? You know, you mentioned that you were competing for the position, but uh, I was doing some reading and you were also competing for a backup inside linebacker spot. Yeah, that, that competition was – it was challenging. I was you – know, training camps already has its challenges and it's hard enough physically and mentally. I'm learning the playbook at linebacker. Uh, I've got – you know, I'm playing 90 plays in a preseason game, my second preseason game. 
and then also doing kickoff and punt and punt return at different positions. And here and there, coach would be like, all right, you're snapping this one. So I'm, I'm practicing. I'm getting a couple reps in practice, long snapping, but I'm really you know, taking a ton of reps at linebacker because that's what, you know, second and third string uh, position players do in training camp because the starters, they already know the starters, so you're competing for a roster spot. So I was getting a ton of reps, and then kind of towards the end of training camp, uh, the special teams coach, like I said, was, I guess, had enough faith and trust in me, and he said he asked me if I wanted to switch full-time, and I said yes, and so they traded the other guy that I was competing with and named me the starter. As, as again, a great story to hear from you, you know, just, just pushing through trying to make the roster, and you, you were able to make it, and you've had success. Yeah, I've been uh, fortunate enough through my career and had a couple of older guys at the position across the league that I've, you know, kind of was mentored by with Matt Overton, who was a snapper here before me, guys like John Weeks and Morgan Cox that have given me pointers and tips um, throughout the early stages of my career. And it's just been fun competing alongside them. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, getting to, uh, to compete, with with those guys and also mentor is uh definitely definitely a huge part in uh in uh your game now i feel like you know you have uh you have the knowledge of those guys and also uh, a lot more a lot of experience right now you know speaking of experience uh the kicker for the colts adam vinitary one of the all-time greats you know what's it being like uh or what is it like being able to work with uh adam vinitary yeah i wouldn't even say he's one of the all-time greats i would say he is the all-time great and uh you know, he, he brings that mentality every time he's in there. He's in there to work hard. He's one of the hardest workers that I've been around with the Colts organization and just fine-tunes everything about his craft and repetitions over and over and knows what he likes and was able to help me in my transition um, from linebacker to long snapper just because he's had so many snappers before me and you know kind of has an idea of, what it takes to build that relationship between the snapper and punter, who's also the holder for field goal. So he was a huge help uh, for me as well. And he's just an awesome dude on and off the field. I would pick his brain about football stuff and then also about life stuff with money. And, you know, I got married and uh, we have a kid coming now, a baby. And just being able to do that, he's, he's become a good friend. Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, uh, congratulations to you and your wife on uh, the the uh, kid. You know, that's great stuff to hear. And also with uh, with Vinatieri, you know, I've, has he been like a, a really good role model for you know throughout your career on the Colts? Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, on and off the field, um, great family man, good husband, and good father, and you know, just really a good role model for myself and all of the players that are on the team. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, being able to to work with the, the like you said, all-time great in Adam Vinatieri, you know, it's just a huge honor, like, you, like you've like uh, you described, you know, he's an awesome guy, great, amazing, incredible kicker, can't even describe how good he is, so I really, really like that, and I'm, I envy you, you know, you be getting to work with uh, that incredible, incredible, talented uh, kicker in Vinatieri, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've had some of the best experiences um, in football that I've had to my point in this career, just snapping his record-breaking kick and being a part of that experience and that whole season and just seeing him at this stage of his career still kick at a high level has just really been awesome.
Yeah, 100%, man. So uh, another question I wanted to touch upon is, uh, what would you say your goals are for uh, your future in the NFL and uh, just life in general? I mean, in the NFL, it's it's great to be great at your position and want to be the best, and I want to be a pro bowler and, you know, be the best that I can, but I want to win a Super Bowl. I want to bring, you know, Super Bowl back to Indianapolis, and that's just been my lifelong dream to win a Super Bowl and hold a trophy and, and do all that stuff. And outside of football, like I said, we have a baby coming, and I want to be the best husband and father that I can um, with my family and really develop our family wherever we may be and just that's number one priority yeah i mean you know uh having that having that great uh family setting you know getting to spend time with your family uh after football definitely some great stuff there and also you know wanting to bring a super bowl to indianapolis you i mean it could happen this year you got uh philip rivers one of the one of the great quarterbacks in the league uh what, what was it like for uh for the team you know having getting that uh Accusation of uh, Philip Rivers th- uh, during the off season. It's exciting. Um, you know, we were all behind Jacoby, and we like Jacoby, and he's a great quarterback. And the club felt that the best move for these next year or two coming coming ahead was to sign the veteran. And uh, you know, we've got a great supporting cast around him. We've got one of the best offensive lines in football. Uh, we we drafted a couple weapons at wide receiver. We've got an awesome running back core. And we got a great defense, so I think they were really setting us up not to um, rebuild or build up for a couple of years. We want to win now, and that's what I think our our uh, front office is really showing. You know, the whole community and the team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, personally, in my opinion, I think the Colts had uh, one of the one of the best um, drafts out of the entire league. You guys got uh, you got Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I know, or no, it was um, who was the wide who was the wide receiver you guys drafted? I'm completely blanking on it. Yeah, Pittman. Pittman. That's I, I got I got it mixed up. I, Pittman was like one of my favorites uh, coming into the draft, so I, that was like one of my favorite picks. And then getting Jonathan Taylor, absolute absolute beast. And you know, like you said, you guys have one of the, in my opinion, the best offensive line in the league. So I, you know, I think big big things coming for you guys next season. I gotta say so myself. For sure. Phillip's going to have a ton of weapons to throw to, and we always have Jack Doyle, one of the most underrated tight ends in the game, and a fantastic blocker. And Jonathan's going to compliment what Naheem and Marlon and Jordan Wilkins do already. So, And, be, and to be able to run behind that offensive line, I think, is going to be awesome. Yeah, 100% agree with you, man. Uh, Dorian, I'm going to pass over to you now. All right. So even as a long snapper, you have uh, some tackling stats. Do you think that's what sets you apart from other long snappers? 100%. I think that was the driving factor for me winning the job. Um, I know at the time I wasn't a better technical snapper, I would say, um, than the, the player that I beat out to win the job. But I think my athleticism – from being a linebacker and playing special teams positions my whole career really helped the coaches have faith in me and trust me to really kind of change the long snapper position. We see teams, you know, signing more athletic dudes that can run and tackle and it just adds an extra player in coverage when your snapper can get down the field as well. Teams have to account for it that they didn't used to have to, or with some teams still don't have to. Definitely. I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you you look at uh, you guys being the next generation of athletes coming up, they look they look at guys to be more athletic 
to fill in those roster spots to be able to account for more on the field. Yeah, because you can only have one on the roster. You only have 53 guys. So if you can have a snapper that blocks really well and runs and tackles and is a factor in coverage, that just adds a whole other player to your punt coverage, which if you look at the stats and studies, punt and punt return are hands down the most important um, special teams plays of the game. Oh, in no term, doubt. In terms of field position change and big play material and per, win percentage on like a block punt or punt return for a touchdown. Definitely. So continu- continuing to kind of talk about your position, what would you say is the hardest part about playing long snapper that some people may not, you uh, may not know? Hardest part, I think for me, it was because I could throw the punt snap and I can block and run and cover. That's that part is after the snap, just being an athlete, but the field goal snap, um, getting the laces to be exactly where you want them every time. Like that's on the snapper. People think it's the holder's job to get the laces around and the holder's there for damage control. Um, but we got to get it as perfect as we can so that the operation is smooth every time and the holder can just put it down. So finding where I have to hold the ball or where the holder has to catch it and kind of putting it, trying to put it in the same exact spot every time with the same velocity so that the laces match um, was probably the longest and hardest part for me to learn and, you know, kind of try and perfect. Hmm. I, that's definitely an underrated part, I think, because we all look at the holder as the, as the, you know, the end all be all. But I think back to uh, the, the playoff game, Seattle versus Minnesota, where the laces, uh, I believe the laces were, uh, pointed towards the kicker and that made it more difficult for the kicker to kick it yeah we call that six o'clock if like on a clock 12 o'clock is pointing out and perfect you know you're trying to hit 12 o'clock every time and if you can get it between 10 and 2 the the punter can give that give it that little extra spin but there's not enough time to get it from six o'clock to 12 o'clock normally um, so that's really on the snapper to keep the operation smooth and fast because after about 1.3 seconds you're really getting close to being blocked off the edge. Yep. So, just for for you personally, can you describe the moment? What the moment was like when you received the largest contract for a long snapper in the NFL? <laughs> it was. It was awesome. I mean, it was fulfilling to know that my team and the GM and the coaches and the owner have that much faith in me. As at the time going into my third year basically ever snapping in my life um, just kind of validates the hard work that I put in and all of the extra hours I spent snapping and trying to become the best snapper that I could be. And it was just, it meant a lot for me and my family and, you know, we love it here in Indy. So it really kind of set us up to establish a home here in Indy and, um, you know, to be recognized as I guess the highest paid snapper is, you know, that's a dream come true, I guess. Definitely. I mean, well-deserved, obviously. You've been doing great at your job, you know, coming in uh, undrafted and everything, you know, and you've been you've been grinding ever since. And it's well-deserved. Congrats on that. I appreciate it. I mean, that's all I know is how to how to work hard and grind and just kind of never stop chasing what I want. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. 
Definitely, man. I mean, I'm a I'm a big believer of, uh, you know, it doesn't matter uh, how you get your opportunity, it just matters what you do with the opportunity given to you. Uh, would you say that that's really been uh, something that you've been driven by? I mean, you know, going going undrafted already, that's already facing a lot of adversity right there. And, you know, you you were able to prevail. You're now the highest paid long snapper in the league. So I think, uh, you know, would you would you say that, uh, you know, just being just taking the making the best out of every opportunity given is uh, something you've uh, done throughout your entire football career. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with you. Um, being undrafted, I I thought I was going to be drafted. My agent thought I was going to be drafted. We were told we were going to be drafted, and to get no call during the draft, and then right after, you know, a coach calls, and I I go to Tampa to play linebacker, and it wasn't a right fit there, I guess, and they released me at the final cut. Um, of that training camp and I just knew I had to get one more opportunity I had to get one more foot in the door somewhere wherever it may be and I would make the most of it and that's kind of what we did here in Indy yeah I mean it, it really it, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it it's it, I, I feel like it would really stink when you know teams tell you oh we're going to draft you you know you're you're going to be drafted and then you just don't get drafted I feel like you know that's just a real real bad like not not a fun moment obviously but you know it, you still you made the league. Obviously, uh, Tampa wasn't the uh, the right fit. Went over to Indy, and it's all been it's been amazing since you've got there. You know, now you're the highest paid long snapper in the league. So that's just some great great stuff right there. And then another question I want to touch upon is uh, what would you say the uh, toughest atmosphere uh, you've played in uh, is so far uh, throughout your career? The toughest atmosphere uh, we played in Seattle. We've played there twice. Uh, once on a six o'clock Sunday night game and we even play there in a preseason game and it's packed full and they're screaming and like you're trying to plug your ears because it's just ringing and um, probably like one of my favorite away stadiums is our division opponent Houston Um, they've got a beautiful stadium that's always packed it's super loud and it's a division game so they're always you know cheering a little extra louder and it's just I like Houston a lot, and Seattle is probably the loudest place I've been. Kansas City, yeah, I mean, we play hmm? Kansas City. On oh Saturday. man, Kansas City is crazy. Yeah, we played there in the playoffs um, two seasons ago, and then played there Sunday Night Football last season, uh, where we beat them. It wasn't too loud then, but <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Kansas City. I've heard from almost everyone is just absolutely nuts. And then Seattle is a really popular one. You know, when when you're on the field and you're trying to coordinate like how to how to run a play, and those Seattle fans are just like going nuts. I, it's just like I feel like it's just impossible, pretty much, to, to hear anything. Yeah, I mean, most stadiums, I would say, on fourth down, like if if they get the stop on third down and I'm going out there for a punt, like stadiums are quiet because they got the job done. They they got them off the field, but not in Seattle and not in Kansas City. You can't even hear on punt like what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine. You got to do the the silent cadences and all that stuff. It's just, it's like it's pretty much mini miracles. Like, uh, like we've said that before, and uh, our guests have said that. You know, for a play to run to run right, you know, you need every position to do pretty much their specific job, and then also you have to deal with uh the with the crowd already. You know, all that noise. It's just like every play that goes right is pretty much just uh one mini miracle. You know. Yeah, I mean, it takes eleven guys executing and doing their job at a high level just to have a play go successful and you know that's kind of the name of the game that's yeah cool. for sure man yeah 100 percent agree with you there uh dorian i'm passing over to you again 
Yep. So, like like you uh, said, you you played linebacker throughout college and even entering in the league. So, based on that, did you have an idol growing up that or someone that you looked up to in the football world? Yeah, I was a huge Ray Lewis fan. Um, I really enjoyed how he played the game, his physicality, his demeanor, his intimidation, and just his football IQ, his smarts. I mean, the dude basically told everybody on that defense what to do and knew everybody's job and still did his. And like Brian Erlacher is another one and Ed Reed, just kind of the guys that played through the 90s when the NFL was just like a a brutal game. And uh, I really enjoyed watching them growing up. That's that's what I wanted to be. Yeah, definitely. Those are I know uh, Ryan Ryan can attest to this. Those are two guys that are a few guys that we grew up watching too. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the early two thousands, going into like the early two thousand tens, and th- those two guys were some of my favorites to watch too. Absolutely. Well, who would you say are your uh, top five middle linebackers of all time, in your opinion? Hmm. Ray Lewis, you know, Brian Erlacher, um, I think Mike Singletary's up there all time. I don't know. That's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I could think of a bunch of guys that I could put There's on that list. Played, you know, before I was super into the game, I guess, that I'm sure would be up there and kind of two eras of football, I would think. Or I would say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 100% agree there. You know, there are a bunch of guys that that played and were great, you know, before uh, before any of us were born. So, you know, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to assess that. You know, uh, some other guys that I would think of is uh, Ray Nishka. I always, I always butcher his name, but the uh, Packers linebacker, he was, he was a beast. I definitely got to put him in my top five. Yeah, I think Darius will be up there by the end of his career. I think he's a fantastic linebacker. Darius Leonard, our middle linebacker. Oh man, Darius, Darius Leonard, man, he he is something else. He he is a tackling machine. Oh, he's everywhere. He's on <laughs> the sideline like nobody else. Yeah, for real. I'm. It's just insane. All right, uh, Dorian, I'm gonna let you continue. Sorry for uh, interrupting your question. Nah, that's no problem, man. I love watching Darius too. <laughs> yeah, Darius is a beast. So an, another song, uh, song, another question I have for you is: Do you have a favorite pregame song or like pregame ritual that you go through? Um, song, I'm really just kind of whatever's on in the locker room. I'm not like a put my headphones on and sit there kind of guy, just because we're always the first ones out, like uh, for pregame warmups, and then we're always out early for in between halftime. So like, I never really kind of sit and listen to my own music um and i just like so many genres of music but some of the hard rock songs can really get me fired up and um ritual wise i don't do anything like crazy like you know i used to take a shower right before every game for like 20 minutes in college and my my hot bath and you know use the restroom to put it politely and just stuff like that like nothing really weird or crazy or super unique mm. just kind of just kind of simple yeah i'm relaxed like i'm not screaming and shouting or super quiet like i just kind of go about it 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, we, we see some some crazy pregame rituals sometimes. I know with the Cardinals and Carson Palmer, they used to have, I believe, the bets during the week. And then whoever lost would have to wear something weird yeah. in, like, pregame warm-ups. Definitely. Oh, I remember that. When Carson Palmer, like, jogged down on the field in, like, like a bikini or something like that, like looking like a mermaid or something. <laughs> yeah, did some weird stuff. That 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 was that was just something else. It was it was very weird. But uh, you know, going back to uh, you know, you guys were talking about pregame. Is there any uh, favorite post game activity that you like to do after a big win on Sunday? Um, if it's a home game, my family's usually here. Obviously, my wife is hasn't missed a home game, and if we have friends or family in town, we like to kind of stay downtown in the Indy area and try new local restaurants or have a couple beers or. If we're cooking at home, like a holiday game, we'll come back home and have a little big, a little get together with the family and a couple friends, and we just kind of keep it simple and relaxed. Um, and then obviously, away games, we fly home right after the game, so sometimes we get home at five in the morning, so sleep. Sheesh! I mean, you know, those away games, you know, having to get home at that early in the morning, you know, just absolutely uh, pass out in your bed. I imagine after uh, getting home from those those super long flights, I imagine, right? Yeah, you play a night game on the West Coast and fly back, and the sun's already up. You're just like, well, there goes Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's great right there but you know keeping it for uh home games you know keeping it short and simple spending time with the fam you know having those uh small gatherings after the big wins you know i feel like that's really those are really some great memories to cherish you know being able to uh go home with uh with the fam and just uh just have those uh those fun those fun uh post game uh you know barbecues or like just dan- or like uh little like dance offs maybe you know chilling in your backyard you know stuff like that i imagine the some really uh some some fun aspects that are part of the uh part of your football experience that doesn't really have to do much with uh football right yeah i mean the wins and playing great is awesome but really the best experiences and the ones that i'm going to remember definitely when i'm older and looking back on the game or after a win just celebrating in that locker room for 5 or 10 minutes with your teammates and the coaches are in there all fired up and that the flight home, you know, we won a playoff game two years ago against Houston on our way home. Like that flight home was awesome. We're just kicking back. Everybody's, you know, some guys are playing cards or having a beer or just talking like, you know, with the coaches and stuff. And then getting to share that with my family and my wife and whoever we have in town, like we don't see them that much during the week because we're always at the facility. So just celebrating you know, our job and what we love with them is truly special. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And then uh, talking more about uh, you know post game activities and, and such, uh, what would you say your favorite uh, favorite non football event is to do? You know, in uh, in Indianapolis, you know, when you're not uh, at practice or uh, playing in games. Event like um, I know, I've heard the Indy Five Hundred is awesome. I've never been there yet. Um, we're usually not in town or away for that weekend, but, um, my favorite event, I don't know. We like to, you know, there's tons of breweries around. We like to go to little micro breweries and have a beer or two and play a lot of cornhole. And one of my hobbies is shooting guns. So we'll go to the range and shoot and just kind of doing stuff like that. 
Hey, I mean, it's a whole, whole, whole range of different activities to do uh, in Indianapolis. Like you said, uh, you know, you go to the shooting range, you go around to breweries, you hang out with the fam, all that good stuff. So sounds like there's, there's a lot to do, uh, at least uh, personally for you, you know, in Indianapolis. Yeah, we're, um, so we live up, up north of the city, but we're actually going to move closer to the city and be able to enjoy what the city has to offer. I know there's a ton that we haven't explored or seen yet because we don't really go downtown much other than the games. Um, so that'll be good the next coming years. Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome, man. And then uh, the last question that uh, I wanted to ask before we wrap this one up is, uh, what have you been doing uh, during quarantine to pass time? I know uh, you and your wife, you know, you guys have been uh, doing some fundraisers. I saw on uh, on the web, on Google, I, uh, I saw you guys, uh, you had a, I think it was a, a run or a workout and you guys matched donations of, uh, of people who, who donated, uh, who participated. Yeah, uh, we were um, early on in quarantine and kind of through you know, the reopenings. My wife and I have been doing live workouts on our social media platforms for people at home in quarantine that you know, need a program or didn't have access to equipment and just kind of putting them through bodyweight workouts three days a week or minimal equipment. And they were doing a fundraiser for community centers downtown Indianapolis that our team was going to match the owner was going to match all donations um, that they raised and we were going to donate but we were like well let's make it special so we my wife's idea we to host a workout through our neighborhood everybody kind of go to the end of their driveway or in their yard or whatever and follow on our social media platform and donate before the workout and then we would match whatever our neighborhood raised and um, we were able to send a little donation down and have the Colts and Pacers match. So that was that was a lot of fun and felt good to do something a little special, I guess, instead of just donating money. Yeah, I mean, you know, you added added some uh, added some pizzazz to it, and I mean, that's some great stuff, you know, giving back to the uh, to the community and being able to uh, involve the community in it. So I really like that, you know, that's definitely uh, a great great way to spend quarantine, you know, instead of just uh, sitting around the house doing absolutely nothing like some people are doing. So I really like that. That's just some some amazing stuff right there. So uh, that pretty much wraps up our show for today. Uh, Luke, I want to thank you again, man, for being able to come on and talk with us. You got anything else you want? say before we sign off no i appreciate you guys having me and you know, just happy to be able to share part of my story and and what we're all about and yep thanks a lot yeah of course man thank you once again uh dorian you got anything else you want to say before we sign off uh, i just want to say thank you for coming on luke you know it's a huge honor for us to be able to interview you and we're looking forward to seeing you and your team play this year i appreciate yeah. that excited for for this season as well yeah for sure man i mean i think we're all excited for the season uh this upcoming fall fingers crossed that uh we have a somewhat normal football season but if you guys haven't make sure you follow us on instagram at qf underscore nate and ryan and on twitter at qf underscore nnr we post fun content we post behind the scenes and we post uh show updates so be sure to drop a follow and like all of our tweets and pictures and just show some love in general and once again i want to thank everyone for listening today and we'll see you guys next time are you an athlete who has big aspirations but struggling to keep an intense and persistent workout routine? Well, look no further. TurfWorkout.com brings the intensity that is designed for increasing footwork, explosivity, transitional running, strength, 
speed, and core, all to you virtually. Designed by Dale Greenwald, CSCS strength and conditioning specialist who has trained athletes at the pro, college, and high school levels, TurfWorkout.com brings you weekly workout plans sent each week to guide athletes at all levels with each video being demonstrated by a Division One athlete. For the low price of $20, you can start your first workout with Turf, and for an additional $10, receive weekly workouts designed by Coach Greenwald himself. So, if you're an athlete in need of a consistent and intense workout to improve your game during these difficult times, you must check out TurfWorkout.com.